I know you all have heard about what went down in McCurran County, Oklahoma, uh, during this meeting with the city council, the sheriff, and a few other people. And what they talked about, you know, how they looked at black people as people that can be lynched, put in the mud hole, beaten, burned. It's, it's, it's amazing that things have not changed. You know, they fight against critical race theory, but, they, you know, one thing holds true is that if you don't or you forget history, it is doomed to repeat itself. And that's what's going on. I mean, that part of the country, Oklahoma, those people in that city council meeting, the sheriff and the commissioner and all this kind of stuff, they, they are just typical of that part of the country. I mean, I will say it. They are typical. And I'm, I mean, I'm very upset about it. But then again, I'm not. I come from North Carolina, you know, where in, there was a line drawn. I mean, a white person would come to me and say, look, I don't like you, and I say, I don't like you either. It's the same thing. The governor of Oklahoma has uh, requested that the people in this uh, meeting that was uh, a hot mic moment resign. You know, you had a commissioner, city council member, you had a sheriff. All right, and only one has resigned so far. And what about this guy that was shot 45 times? And he was running. What about the emotional disturbed guy? He was having an emotional episode. He had a pair of scissors and a knife, and he was shot. So I don't know what is going on in this country, but... I can tell you one thing, all politics is local, and we have to do something about that. We have to focus on electing people that represent us. So with that said, we're going to rebroadcast an episode entitled, All Politics is Local, meaning you got to vote for city council, you got to vote for sheriff, you got to vote for your, your, your board of education. I mean, you got to vote wherever there, there's a necessity to vote. You have to vote. We have to vote. We have to stay engaged, especially locally, the DA, the district attorney. We have to vote, folks. That's our only recourse. Because as I said, you can't keep your head buried in its sand because it's going to get you. And it's getting us. So stay tuned for an episode that we broadcast in uh, 2021 where we talk about all politics is local, that we have to vote locally and nationally. One other thing, you can run but you can't hide, folks.
Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Friday Live at the Walt Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Walter Latham, along with your co-host, Michelle Sweeney-McCombs, and of course, our panel of thought leaders that shed light on questions impacting our community every day. Before we proceed, we have some great news about some upcoming events, as I just mentioned, along with Michelle, in the coming weeks. So stay tuned. And we're going to mention those at the end of the show. And as usual, please follow, like, and share. Today's episode is titled, Want to Stem the Tide of Injustice? Vote local. You know, so many deaths of black men that we have seen and the majority are unseen or covered up. We never see them. All right. From Andrew Brown to Ronald Green. We must use every tube we have to fight against these barbaric acts that are being committed around the country every day. We must vote from the bottom up. So our mindset has to change. There has to be a paradigm shift in the way we think. And I've been told this by the panel members, by guests. But, you know, I'm I'm, I'm one of the first to blame because some of the representatives that I have in my area, I don't even know who they are and what they do. So I got to educate myself, but I'm going to try my best to make sure that my listeners get a head start and start to think local, local to national. All right. So we must vote from the bottom up. And this will not be the end all be all to our problems, but it will represent a concrete step forward. In addition, we must hold those in office now accountable. All right. They have to, if they're in office now and they supposedly represent us, we have to hold them accountable. So if they don't, in the next election, when that term comes around, they may be off, off, you know, they may not be the midterm election, they may not be the presidential election, but election, we got election in New York next month. Right. Yeah. So they reiterate, you know, galvanizing for well, the national vote is great. You know, everybody coming together and getting that vote out. We got to do the same thing on the local level. We now have the need to include town, county, and state elections. Even if you got a, somebody on the block that's running for block captain, he got to be elected. You got to get involved with that. As with Breonna Taylor and Ronald Green, and recently the death of Andrew Brown, and especially with Andrew Brown, where the prosecutor just came out and said, Look, we're not moving forward with a case. All right. And you're not seeing the daggone uh, camp. The right. video from the uh, camps that these guys wear. So he, he just told us, F you. We're not yeah. bringing any case against these people. Mm-hmm. All right. So these people are elected officials. All right. These are the ones that can reach out and touch you. All right. This is from, from, from elections for city council, board of education, sheriff, judges, prosecutors. All of these people are elected in some way or form. All right. So we just got to identify who are the people being elected and how do they impact us? Because 95% of the time, they impact you. You know, I mean, look at Flint, Michigan with the water situation. Mm-hmm. All right? Look at these failed attempts of cover-up, of them killing our black folks. So there's a saying, all politics is local. It's, damn, it's true. It's true. I'm a believer, firm believer. That is true, all right? So that's why today's show is how do we stem the tide of injustice? 
we vote local. It may not correct everything, but it's gonna it's gonna help. So with that said, let me turn it over to Michelle. Awesome. Yeah, this is gonna be a hot topic. Uh, Walter, thank you for that. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Walt Weekly Friday Live. Thank you to our live audience guests for joining us. Please follow the Walt Weekly and share this podcast by clicking the share button at the bottom right. Today's uh, Friday Live is sponsored by Beauty Blends by Ami, Soap and Love, and Michelle Sweeney here. Our intro and outro music is provided by Uncle Nephew. Today's uh, panel is always our weekly panel. Returning panel is Greg Coleman out of North Carolina, COO of Illumination Media and Technology and Engineer at the Walt Weekly. Next panel, we have the Honorable Jean Anthony Edwards, male district leader out of the 79th District, Bronx, New York. Next panelist, we have Christopher Sweeney out of New Jersey, retired sanitation worker and CEO of Johnny Boots Catering. Last but not least, we have Mr. Ernest J. Robinson out of Washington, D.C., Sergeant, U.S. Marine Corps Combat Veteran, Senior Consultant at the Ernest Leadership and Professional Consultant. I will put everyone's social media and websites information in the chat room. Back to you, Walter. Okay, Michelle, thank you. All right, I want to start by uh, asking y'all guys, what is the best way? How do you, how do you see motivating folks to, to get out and vote in local elections? What will it take? All right, and uh, anybody can feel that question. Whoever's ready. Go ahead, Michelle. You have so many people that are out there for Black Lives Matter marching. Uh, only when something happens, they should take that energy, that same energy, when it's time to vote for your local offices and districts. They should take that same energy that they go out and protest every time one of us is killed. They should take that same energy and go and vote, not just for the presidential election, but the local districts as well. So if they want to walk the walk, they have to talk the talk as well. There you go. Be involved yeah. in every aspect, not just to march when some one of us gets killed. I agree. And I think even to, to, to add on to what Michelle was saying, is that during those marches, a lot of times we will have the statistics of, you know, how many were killed or, you know, what the what the details of the case were. Oh, we need to have the details of legislation that would match up with whatever it is that we're trying to prevent or stop. You know, the reasons why voting is important, how many people voted in the last election, how many people didn't vote um, and what were the results of those uh, um of those who did, who are in office. Like we should keep statistics of how many, not just how many times an elected official uh, voted on something, but what they did or did not vote on. Um, and I think right. that if you find the pain point um, of the constituency is, is a one way of being able to connect them to the importance of voting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I want to well, I, I, I can say that I've never been as determined as I was by Breonna Taylor and recently Ronald Green. And then uh, with uh, Brown, Alexander Brown out of Elizabeth City, that 
I mean, it just dawned on me. I mean, y'all guys have been seeing this. Ernest, especially, you've been seeing this, you know, with, with the local election and policy and, and things of that nature. We had a guest on last week, TC, was on, and uh, he was talking about, you know, the, the local, uh, that we got to think local. All right, because these are the people, like I said, that can lay hands on you. All right. So I, I you know, I was lax, but now I see. You know, yeah, so now I'm seeing. And and we have to be able to try to convey to our listeners the, the, the importance of doing this. Maybe we could, you know, do something on the website where we just list who's an elected or not who, but, you know, generally saying we say, well, this in this state, they got sheriff elections or judge, judges or et cetera. Maybe we can do something on the website to, to help people. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was thinking. I think that that's what we should do. Yeah. I I also think the messaging has to be clear, and um, you know, we just had a a, a brother make history in Boston. He won the uh, the first black mayor. So things are happening. We need to get that message out that people are making strides and taking, you know making inroads in some of these places like Boston is notoriously uh, uh, racist, right? A, a racist oh, yeah. city. Yeah, so for that to happen there is fantastic. And we also need to stay on messaging. I know not everybody watches the news. A lot of people don't believe, you know, don't trust it. But just like with this uh, DA not bringing charges on, against these officers and, and not even showing the, 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 the camera, the, right. the, the footage. Look at what Congress is doing and, and the Senate. They're just totally <laughs> right. trying to wash away the, the insurrection. So it's it's happening right. at every level. And we need to remind people of these things that these right. this is happening. They are totally pushing this under the rug, saying, oh, they were just a bunch of, you know, upset tourists. white folk and mm-hmm. yeah, tourists. And they, and they had a right <laughs> to be there. Yeah, I like when up. he said. I like when he said. Uh, you know, these are just tourists, right. like any other day. You know, that's, these are just tourists. That's the ridiculousness that that <laughs> they're gonna that they feel that they can get away with now, just because you know we sat through four years of of being told right. everything, anything. You know, no matter how outrageous it was, and they got away with it. There were really no ramifications for it. I mean, other than actually losing the election, but. You know, even that, you know, was, mm-hmm. you know, they feel that they can say anything and there's no price to pay. But one of the things, you know, in, in your original question, question, Walt, is what do we have to do? Not what can we do, but what we have to do. And mm-hmm. and what I, I always go back to um, a sense of awareness and a consciousness towards who we are and where we are and what's going on around us in every community. There has to be some engagement you know we we get as a community and i'm talking all of us some way or another the community as a whole gets distracted by things uh you know they can you know what whatever the latest thing is and i think you know social media and and reality tv distracts us we forget about what's really going on in our communities there's You know, we got to overcome a lot of things that are going on in our community for people to get active 
to the point where they can group together and take some people out in local elections to start forming uh, a different consciousness of the police department. If those folks in the police department know they could get kicked up out of there because the people are consciously getting together and, and voting them folks mm -hmm. that's going to be uh, people friendly instead of police friendly, then some, some, some music will start changing and they're going to have to dance to something else. But right. we have to increase our awareness and our consciousness. And every time us as a people start to do that, the media, the mainstream throws something else to distract us away from, mm -hmm. from mobilizing and getting together and forming unity. You know, we get, you know, music that talks about, you know, anti-snitching and this, that mm -hmm. and the other. Well, we don't look after our own neighborhoods. We can't mobilize. We have to mobilize. And I know we it seems to be like the same old story, too. but... We have mm -hmm. to do it. We got to be consistent because you see what happened in Elizabeth City. You see what happened in, in Louisiana. And this is going to continue to happen if we don't we don't get together and get these folks out of there. Right. I think another part of the of voting local is that you should also run local. Mm -hmm. It means that those who are running for office should come from your community. I mean, you should right. be looking for somebody within your household that's within your family. Because those individuals are supposed to represent your best interest. It's just like a, it's like at a family reunion. Like you can't, maybe you can't make every family reunion, right? But you send somebody to represent the family, right? And essentially, your elected official should be your family that's there to represent your needs. So I shouldn't be talking about what it is I want to do. I should, I should be able to sit there and say, you no, know, my district. This is the thing that they want. And I can show proof because I take surveys, I've done mm -hmm. town halls or whatever. But we need to encourage, motivate, mold, empower, whatever we need to do from within. So that way, those who are on the ballot, we know them. Right. I agree. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Those, those are right, great so points. Great point. What I'm, what I'm thinking is, Ernest, you know, just as a uh, continuation of what you just said, it takes money to run for office. You know, you got people that yes, are from does. outside the neighborhood, they come in and they got all this money behind them. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how do we mount a defense or uh, offset something like that? There's, there's nothing more powerful than word of mouth. I, it doesn't matter how much money you actually have. The money that it takes to win an election is 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 the buildings and the flyers and everything else. But if you actually mobilize as many people that come out to these million man marches and you had million man uh, door knocking every single day or every other week and you were sitting there and everybody was singing the same tune, singing the same songs about how good this candidate is or a series of candidates or whatever, you can you can you don't need as much money. You don't, I mean, yeah, it, it takes, it. you got to pay to play, so to speak. Um, so I'm not, you know, <laughs> not naive, but, you know, we, I think we need to do more of having serious candidates, not just, not just somebody from the block, but serious candidates. Right. And we need to support them from the very beginning to get that word out and be consistent in that, in, in that messaging. So, you I mean, are it's, correct it's all the same. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, You're go correct. ahead. You're correct because I was going to say my brother is running for councilman in his district in Bed-Stuy, and he personally 
went door to door to get himself on the on the ballot. And in his area, he's been doing things year round. So, you know, once he got on the ballot, he didn't have any money. So, you know, he's begging right. everybody right now for money because he needs money for his campaign. You know, brochures, you know, to advertise this, that, and the other. Whatever he needs to do, he, mm-hmm. you know, it, it costs money. But he did get on the ballot because he made it his business to go out there and get those signatures. So, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. We also, we also have to look at it like Stacey Abrams. They didn't have a lot of money. They mobilized. They got out there right. and they had the right message. They were able to talk to the people where the people understood them and they had something to offer. The problem that's going on in politics right now, these people have nothing to offer. That's why they're going around trying to change all these laws and stop people from voting instead of being creative and coming Mm -hmm. up with some fresh ideas. They don't have that ability. And that's that's part (laughs) of the problem. They're not local. That's why. The, Ke- yeah. Kelly Loeffler, Kelly Loeffler is was was born into money. Josh Hawley is not even. Uh, I don't even think he's even from Missouri. I know that currently right now he lives he lives in Virginia. And granted, most U.S. Senate lives somewhere close to D.C. But his address, he used someone else's address, like his father's-in-law address, in order for him to even run for office. A lot of uh, a lot of people are what they call carpetbaggers who go around from city to city. Um and 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 then run in that area. They're, so they're but they're also the running. They're running off a message that was four years of Trump, and they piggyback that. It's yeah. not just yeah, them carpet bagging. They they they've they're seizing on the opportunity that you know there are people out there that love this guy, and they're mm-hmm. aligning themselves with him, and they're no longer trying to come up with solutions to anything. They're just combative. They're, you know, mm-hmm. people want to see a fight. They want to see all the ugliness, and that's all they care about. Whereas right. Stacey Abrams and the rest of those folks, especially in Atlanta, they had a message, and they went to the people. They got out their mm-hmm. grassroots. They helped people, re, you know, people that came out of prison, all kinds of things. They focused right. on the right groups of people. And that's what we need to do in every state. I think, Chris, you hit it right on the head when you said that, you know, these people, their message was going straight to the people. They made the appeal to the people. They had their finger on the pulse of what the people wanted. And that kind of offset their lack of money because they were very they were very strategic and effective at targeting what what the needs of the community was and that's to me that's the pattern that needs to be set everywhere instead of ignoring us and lying trump and them off that threw them off guard they didn't they they didn't expect all those people to come out there like that they came and they waited on long lines (laughs) all day and they voted yeah, but look, they're trying to blame, you know, absentee voting and, this, you know, whatever measures were put in place to ensure people got mm-hmm. to vote during COVID. And uh, actually, I think in Maricopa County down in Arizona, you know, they're, they're calling for an audit of the Arizona vote. They're saying they're the machines. They've already done it. Yeah, but yeah. you got to remember, you know, Maricopa was has has long time been a, a, a bastion of, of racism. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, they got a track record uh, of that. So you got to be careful. Of and they got to be wary. And them. they can use all of the tricks they want. People know what they saw. You could say all you want about absentee voting. I don't I'm not going to deny that there were a lot of people that voted that way and people mailed in their ballots. But I saw a lot of people. I saw long lines with my own eyes. Those people were out there so they could try to minimize all they want. The people that came out, they came out in force and they waited. Well, I mean, that's their only strategy. That's the only way they can delegitimize what happened is, you know, to minimize it. Because like you say, Chris, we all saw what happened. So to sit here and tell us, you know, it's it was it was red when it's actually blue is is a joke. But that's the that's the only fallback, like you said, because they have no other message. They have they can't come with anything else. Well, the thing is, a lot of those voting laws were actually in place prior to COVID. There are, are I think there was 20 plus states um, and, and many localities that primarily do um, absentee voting. Just because of their their the rural nature um, that 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 they, it was already in place, some of them became they became the the rules changed a little bit, yes, because of COVID, but a lot of it had already pre-existed. And what it also did was it did influence a lot of people who typically were lazy and would not come out and vote, who did vote. So yeah, yes, it did increase, um, but that's not, there's nothing nefarious about the fact that it increased and it actually worked. What I think that we need to be mindful of is making sure that we have people to being able to protect those current laws and making sure that there's not uh, the efforts for suppression do, don't go through um, because that's all they're doing is just looking for different ways of being able to do that. And that also plays a part into gerrymandering and a number of the uh, different ways that they um, try to suppress the vote. So we have to have people on the ground being able to be mindful of that as well. Okay. And the one thing that we do need, though, guys, is that for voters to be informed. You know, not just vote for a person because they're black, um, brown. All right. You need to know, you know, about this person, what he represents, what policies he supports. And we put that other criterion in is that they must come from the neighborhood. Okay. So those are like the criteria that we're going to look at. All right. I think that people should, but they should be educated as to who this person is that they're voting for. That's a key ingredient that's that that we have to have they have to know who they're voting for so what do y'all guys think about that you agree i know you agree but yeah i think that's how do we i think that's instrumental i mean you you gotta have somebody you know and, and again we can't be tricked we this generationally generationally we've been tricked by just a a a friendly face just because it was a black face that's not always the solution we know and we see that there are many of them that ain't for us or about us. And um, Scott, oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's just the, the 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 most one of the most visible examples of that. And and we gotta, but you know, we also gotta determine what we about, what we for, and what we against. And we can't let somebody come in there and and smile and cheese and and act like he's he's for us. And he he really isn't. 
So we got we to gotta be informed. We got to stay informed. We cannot let our guard down. We absolutely cannot let our guard down. And one of the things I was concerned about after Obama was elected, that we just all going to sit around and celebrate and be happy that we had a black president. And then we, we were in for it after that. So uh, we can't let our guard down, relax. We got to continue to push the bar as to what we want for our community. We got to stay informed. And for those that are not going to stay informed, there's a percentage of us that have to keep them informed. We got to keep setting the narrative and, and can't let them. We got so many vehicles now. We, it's not up to the nightly news like it used to be to set the narrative. We, we can help do that. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. We also we also have to have people that we when we do put them in office, like Tish James in New York, mm -hmm. I get constant updates in my emails of the things and the actions she's taken on a daily basis. She's keeping the people who voted for her, who followed her, who got her in that seat, she's keeping us abreast and post update updated on what she's doing and that's part of the, the you know the problem people need to see exactly what that job entails and she's opening a door to it to let people understand what her power is and what she's doing and that's also important you just can't we can't get you there and then you forget about us keep us in the loop and that's what and that's what i think that's a page people need to take out of her book yeah, that's a segue, Chris. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a segue into the next part of this question is, you know, how do we hold them accountable? What measures, what metrics do we use to say, okay, this person is doing the job versus this person is not doing the job? I, I think that to, to your to that question is that we have to change our mindset of how we looked at those that we put into office. We're the okay. employer. As a voter, you are the ones who give this person the job, the opportunity to being able to work for the community. Right. So they're there to serve. Yeah. So as 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 those who are their own owners or who have staff that work for them, we have to be able to tell them, hey, this is what I want you to do. And this is what I need you to check in or, you know, whatever type of supervision that you may have. And that's the way we need to look at it. So then, therefore, the metrics become did you meet the standard that we set? So that does go in, in, in more in line with the fact that we have to become more educated about what that actually is so we know what we're doing and so that we know what they're supposed to be doing. Because when they mess up, if we don't know the job, we can't even tell them to mess up. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely that. right. That's, a, that's, a, that's what we have to do. And I think that uh, without that, then it's, it's just a waste of time. If we cannot see anything measurable in terms of getting things, policies through and, and, and things of that nature, then it's just a waste of time. We have to follow up to make sure. You know, we voted for you. What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me in the past? What are you doing for me lately? And what are you working on now for the future? And what you going to do for me? So you know, there's three things there that we have to look at. Right, but then also too, what are we doing for? How how are we right. best supporting them? Because if you as an employer, you should be there as as a guide, as a mentor. This again, it's a working relationship. So, am I giving you the tools that you need to be successful in this position? We have to be able to look at that too and be critical of whether or not our is our community being supportive of their efforts. 
if they're sitting there trying to clean up crime, are, are, are we doing our best to police within ourselves of our own communities? Are we making sure that we're uh, cooperating with the, the, the police officers that are sent there, that, I mean, obviously, that are doing their job? You see what I'm saying? So it, it goes into where we just can't put it all on those that are elected because our job, are we doing our job as well? Uh, Walter, this is Gene. Did you hear me? Now I hear you, Gene. Okay. What I said, I'm sorry. I guess uh, Ernest was talking at the time, but I was standing here talking to Jamani, and he agreed to be on the show. So I have to reach out to his campaign manager, and we're going to get one of those Fridays uh, in, in early June, in either the first week or the second week of June. We're going to have him on the show, the public advocate of New York City. All right. All right. I've been looking forward to that, Michelle. I tell you that we've been looking forward to having Jamani yeah. on the show. Yeah, uh, you guys out there. We have Gene, uh, uh, Gene with us, and he's one of our panelists. I mean, he's, he's one of our guys. You know, he's out on the campaign trail today with Jamani. Yeah, they're campaigning. That's why you're getting that back. Did you hear that wind blowing out there? They out there walking. All right, because we got elections coming up next month in New York. So, yes, he's our guy on the scene. You know, just like the, the six o'clock news, we got a man right. on the ground. <laughs> all right, that's reporting in uh, from the ground. Awesome. All right, the Honorable Gene Edwards. Yes, thank you, Gene. Thank, thank you. you. Any anything else you have, you got to report right now, or are you going to just check in periodically? All right, all right, Gene. He'll come in when he needs to. Yeah, yeah, he's he's busy now trying to get them getting them boats out. Campaign. You no, know, I'm 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 I've so been listening to the whole show. I know I've been listening to the whole. I've been listening to the whole show. Awesome. I've been I heard Ernest talking about campaigning and stuff like that. Like laughing, like I'm actually doing exactly what he said we need to do right now. <laughs> handing out handing out literature, walking around with Jamani. I'm literally awesome. doing that right now. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Right. Yep. Don't just you gotta walk the walk, people. You gotta walk the walk. And that's what that's what the gene is doing. He's walking the walk, not just talking. He's walking the walk. Okay. I also think we need to support the media out there that is doing the work and doing the job. Because if it, if it were for not for the media uh, leaking that video in Louisiana, we wouldn't know about it. They would have brushed that under the rug. So it's, all right. media is not bad. The media that is good for us, we need to support that media. And, you know, and, and 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 get behind those people as well, because they're they're exposing a lot of people. You know, these they're not willingly giving this video up. You know what I'm no. saying? No, no, nah, that was a reporter that just worked him, on yeah. that that thing for a couple of years. All right, I don't know, but he was with the Wall Street. No, what, what was it? The Washington Post. I think Associated I'm not sure Press. The I think it was Associated ABP. Press. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, but that's precisely that's precisely why a main staple of of the Republican power base was to attack the media and discredit the media for the last five years. If you delegitimize the media and then when these stories come out, they can, you know, sweep them under the rug, act like they're, you know, not relevant or insignificant. But, you know, you got to You got to have the media doing what they do. And yes, you got to have discernment, you know, some of it's good, some of it's bad. But like you said, Chris, it ain't all bad. You, you just got to be able to, to, to read 
and 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 see what is legitimate and what's not because you know we we would we would have been in the dark without that report very true very very true and i don't know and i know that that uh chris didn't see that that body cam footage all right i know i saw it but my wife was watching uh rachel maddow that's her show you know she watches it every night but anyway she came to me and said look at this and i looked and I saw this video, and I tell you, it's the most painful thing. I'm talking to Ronald Green, uh, murder, lynching, all right? There was no yeah. rope, but he was lynched yeah. in Louisiana, okay? And how he begged and cried and even said to those cops, I am your brother. Why are you doing this? And I am your laughing. brother. They were laughing, they were laughing, beating them. They got blood all over them. They yep. I'm going to get rid of this blood. What kind of human being does that? A savage. What? Yeah. I, I mean, I was shook. I, I mean, I, I woke up this morning thinking about it. I mean, I, that's why, I mean, I, I changed the title of this, this show about maybe four or five times because I, I was so angry. All right. And then I, I try to just, you know, I, I look for solutions or ways towards change. All right. And I think, you know, we, that's what this show is about. So, you know, voting local would vote, you know, the local vote have it changed that situation. I don't know. But I, I, but, I mean, it took the prosecutor, the judges, the police department. Do you, do you know what it took to cover this up from 2019 to now? Right. Yep. Yeah. All, all yeah. the way up, all the way up the ladder. And I was angry, too, Walt. And you know what calmed me down? His What's mother. That? His mother. Mm. She was so calm and so focused. And so, you know, she's hurting, you could tell. But she's not getting emotional to the point where she's losing sight of getting justice for her son. And that's what calmed me down. Watching her, listening to how she spoke. She was so well put together. I mean, you know, she's an inspiration. So, well, so the thing is, you know, as as you know, as we oftentimes reflect on, you know, uh, I think to your question, you know, would voting local have prevented that situation? Maybe in some cases, and maybe it it would have, but that's where it gets back to the consistency part, because we can't just vote local just because it's convenient or just because we're enraged or just because we're in in. Like we needed to be doing this for years and for decades because, again, all those DAs and all those sheriffs and all those, you know, judges and and even the even down to the magistrate, the magistrate at the at the at the local jails, you know, positions that we don't haven't fulfilled, you know, that that, that we scoff at, you know, in in a lot of ways, the injustices that happen within our communities. When you don't vote, in many ways you're complicit. Your silence, the fact that I mean, the, the it's it's like the, a professional way of not snitching when you don't vote, when you don't let your voice be heard about the injustices that are happening. What could you have done to have prevented that from taking place? You could have voted. You could have been more involved. Right. We could have we could have been been talking about police reform and changes. And had somebody Absolutely. that was in office to being able to help make that happen. And that's where the importance come in at 
when it comes down to when we do change our minds, that we do have to become more consistent, develop the discipline. We're not going to be perfect. We may miss something or whatever the case may be, but we don't make excuses about it. We just get back on the ball and make sure you make the next election, make sure you vote on, the, on, on every single thing and then start educating yourself, educating your family, having conversations about what they could do, even in your specialty, I mean, in, in whatever you do. You do hair, you, 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 you do shows, you do whatever it is that you do. What could you do that could contribute to helping someone get elected or changing mm-hmm. policies that you disagree with within your community? Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. The sooner the better. But I'm going to go Hawaii 5 over on you uh, for that real quick. <laughs> you know, amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> I didn't say that. Amen, brother. You know, from uh, McGarrett. You know, they said, you know, that, I saw that in reruns, guys. I, I wasn't, I was, you know, hey, I was too young when it was on TV. I was going to you know. say, well, you took it back there, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you, you're absolutely right, Ernest. You're absolutely right. I mean, it represents a paradigm shift in our way of thinking or a mindset that we need to have. You know, I've always looked at things globally, all right, nationally and globally. I never thought locally, and maybe because I, you know, was out with traveling, whatever. But, you know, I'm turning my attention to local. I am turning my attention to local, but I'm not giving up on national and global. But I'm going to put my focus because that's where I'm weak. I'm weak in the knowledge of my local politicians, the knowledge of them and what they do and what they represent. Okay, and I think that's what everybody has to do: take a step back, mm-hmm. and then move forward, get some knowledge. Absolutely, All right. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go on uh, to this next question I have, and we we talked about it, but I mean the nerve of this prosecutor in Elizabeth City refusing to bring a case and stating that the officers acted to defend themselves. So why not show the body cam that that supports his statement? Right. They won't show that. They won't even show the parents that. Because there is nothing to support his statement. That's why. That's that's right. why this can't die. We can't. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm speechless. I, mean, I am speechless. If he's so, I mean, it it it's just like you know the Republican that's saying that okay they 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 they, they uh the insurrection. Well, these guys are just tourists. So I guess it's the same thing. He's looking at a different reality, even though it's staring him straight in the face. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, that's a nice way to put it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ernest. All right. I was saying that that's a nice way to put it, you know, that he's lying. And they're lying. And that's what they do. For this guy to come out and say, the guy that was trying to barricade the door says that this was just a, a walk, a, a tourist uh, walk. That, I mean, he's because he's lying. And we, right. we, we could dress it up all we want to. They're lying and they're being deceitful. And that's what we have to act against. The, the people in Elizabeth City, they're covering up. We have to call it exactly what it is. They're, they're holding right. back. And if the system is in place for them to be able to withhold this body cam footage, well, that system needs to be needs torn to down. Be changed. Mm-hmm. That needs to be torn down. And they want to, oh, you're talking about defunding the police and no, no, no. No, I'm not specifically talking about defunding the police. But if it right. takes that to break that system down, then so be it. But then we got to build it back up. 
Don't don't play on our words. Don't, you know, try to put a different spin on it. We got to be very specific about what we want and how we're going to get it. And we are not in North Carolina. We are not going to allow this to go away. We're not. The thing is, is that, I mean, I'm never surprised by it um, when it happens. And that's only because of all the historical case case laws that, that have been done, you know, and you can go back to Emmett too. And that case was went to trial. You can go to uh, when Mega Evers was assassinated, and that went to trial. Um, you can you can go back to when uh, the the, um, the the Freedom Riders uh, with with the with the um, the two Jewish uh, kids, uh, um, right? Young men and and, and, them. and the mm-hmm. black man, right? right. And found Very, them. And yeah. you know the judges saying that well the agitators came down and this is the reason why this is happening so they'll they'll it's been done for decades decades it's been done for decades mm-hmm. to, to just to say whatever it is that, that they want to say because we are not in a position to being able to hold them accountable I mean right. the, even for the simple fact that I mean why we we have we don't hold the judges we, we get the police officers but we don't hold right. the the chief accountable for it. They still retire and still got their money. We don't hold the yeah. judges accountable for making these decisions. We don't get the mm-hmm. DA. We don't put the DA in jail for, for them lying. There's all these protections that are, that are, that right. are out they there. They protect the higher happening for decades. Mm-hmm. Just like Trump. And so we hold them accountable mm-hmm. to anything. So, you know, it, it, it just trickles down. Look at the guy who don't have the power to hold them accountable. The police the only power that, that we guy. have. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Now, I was just going to say the only power that we hold really is through our funds. And we have to make, you know, the one thing they love in this country is money. And they'll respect mm, that. Sure. And when we start taking our money and doing what we need to do with it and leaving these places and not going, you know, it, it may hurt a lot of people, but you're going to get the message across. Right. You know, Especially we're not coming to your town. Consumer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Look at the guy, well, we the, the police officer that killed Rashar Brooks in Atlanta, got reinstated to the force. Mm. There's no way we can. They, wow. There's no way we can allow that. But they they can do it and not care about the ramifications. But I, you know, I, I say that, but I think they're going, you know, they're going to take care of that in Atlanta. I'm confident that they'll do what they need to do to to make sure mm-hmm. that's taken care of, because that's ridiculous. We shall well, see. I know uh, there was one state, I think yeah, it was North ahead, Carolina. Uh, no, it was who, who, who was the state? No, matter of fact, Georgia is paying for it. Uh, I, I don't know who was talking about the, the power of the dollar and boycotting, but the state of Georgia is paying because weren't they supposed to host the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game? Mm-hmm. And Major yeah. League Baseball oh. said, nah, right. we ain't, nah, nah. You guys want to suppress the voters and stuff, so we're not going to, you know, host right. the uh, All-Star Weekend there. Yo, they're going to lose, like, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, off of tourism and, and, and everything else with that All-Star Game, you know? Right. So, you know. And more people. needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is 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 that um, you know the money that's that if that's what we have in the toolkit and that's what we can leverage, then we have to leverage that. 
there has to be a way that we can come together, coalesce, and, and say, okay, we're not going to do this. Because from my understanding, we spend, I mean, we're, con- uh, we're consumers. We spend over a trillion, a trillion or more dollars a year. All right. So that's got to rank up there with at least a tenth country in the world in terms of GDP and what we spend. So we got some power. We got some power with, with the pocketbook. All right. So we got to leverage that. That's in the toolkit. We got to bring it out. We have power. As I said, the boat, that's in the toolkit. Knowledge yeah, is in the toolkit. That's right. Listen, we, we have never in this movement to find equality in this country. Have, we've never had corporate companies, corp- the corporate entity backing some of these things the way they are now. And we need to tap into that. These companies are saying, we're not doing business with you because you're not treating the people right. Sure, they have incentive. They have, they have skin in the game. But we need to leverage that and piggyback it and force more companies to, to bend and come that way and say, hey, enough is enough. Because when they start losing enough, they haven't lost enough money yet. That's the problem. No, mm-hmm. right. When they start losing enough, They'll switch. Because I think, you know, some of these folks think it's going to blow over. And they can go back. It's not. But but we can't let it. That's what they're expecting. Mm -hmm. I've been saying this for years. It's not. I've been around a long time. So I know Mm -hmm. it hasn't blown over. And it's not going to blow over until we address it. Right, right, right. I I think because they just had that case with Floyd. And, you know, they're probably like, oh, they already got one. So, you know, we don't have to show this footage, even with the Brown case, the um, I think it's the prosecutor or whoever it is, works in the same building as the sheriff's department. They're all friends, so they're basically covering for each other. So how do you get around that? Like, I mean, it's just a well-known fact that they're covering for each other. So what do you do about it? I, I, um, I wanted to highlight something that um that you had said, Walter, and and I know Chris has talked touched on the on the buying power. Um, right now, the uh, as African Americans, we have about a one point three trillion dollar in buying power. There are two hundred and eleven countries that are that have metrics on their GDP, and African Americans in the United States would rank seventeenth. Actually, take that back. We would rank 15th tied with Mexico as a people in this country on our buying power. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that in itself, I mean, and, and maybe like, I know a lot of people who are listening may not necessarily understand what that actually means, but the entire gross domestic product for a country is uh was 1.3 trillion and that's our that's our buying power but we don't use it in a way to be able to be influential now we're more than just consumers we are supposed to be leaders but i think that we we need to really take into account of of where we actually really are and how we're going to get there um, but I just wanted to highlight that point that that Walter had, had brought up. That's true. I mean, even in the yeah, industry, that's a billion-dollar industry. In my industry, we support the Asians. They have the products. 
we spend the money and we have no discipline. So if you could take that 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 fifteen percent that we are and we take our monies, buy properties, buy buildings, start a black Wall Street, we would be incredible people. But yeah, we don't have the discipline. Yeah. It's it's well, how, that's I, don't, thing. I don't that believe sound... we I don't believe that. We do have the discipline. They keep it, people repeat those things, and I'm not attacking anybody here. We yeah. do have the discipline. And, you know, but we, we have a messaging problem. Again, we need to share information, get the word out, speak to it. You know, shows like this help. We get these things, use the tools that we have, social media, all of these things. The word is getting out. And trust me, we are making a dent in what's happening because these folks are losing their minds. They're going crazy. They, they attack the capital in this country. You have white men. This is a white men majority led movement who are now playing victims because they don't know how to react to the change that's coming. But it is coming. It well, is coming. And we are making. Their minds are still in that. They. We are making a dent and it's showing because they are losing control. They don't have control over those people. They've they've let this guy wind these people up and now they don't know what to do with them. Instead of trying to calm them down or, or tamp them back, they just said, hey, we just got to get behind them and join them because they can't even control them. They can't control them. And you know what? We are making a dent. And we got to keep pushing, never give up, and stop saying that we can't do or we are not disciplined because we are. Because they would have wiped us out already if we weren't disciplined. The only problem I have with that is I think integration really killed the Black Power movement because um, you know what integration did was it it, it really gave rise to the uh, House Negro. You look at you look at a guy like Stephen A. Smith, right? He goes on there, and you know lately he's been bashing Kwame Brown. Anybody who watches the NBA, NBA knows that he was the number one pick in the draft by the Washington Wizards when Michael Jordan was like part owner and player, and um, he had a less than stellar career. You know, and they're on the, calling him a bust and things like that. And, you know, they're using these big platforms like ESPN and, you know, Fox Sports 1 with Shannon Sharp. And they're bashing the brother. So I just happened to go onto his YouTube channel just to hear his side. And, he, you know, he said something rather profound. He said, you know, you got all these house niggas, you know, that are grown men, middle-aged men bashing me. I was a, I thought he was 18. He was only 17 when he came in the league. He said, I was a 17-year-old child. And I had a, a, a player a mentor that I thought like Michael Jordan, who treated me like, you know, talked to me like I was a veteran player and talked down to me and just robbed me of my confidence. And I, I, and I never was the same. I never was the same. And once I heard his perspective, I'm like, damn, when my son was 17, I was talking, even though we live in different states, I was talking to him every day because that's the age where they could either do dumb shit and end up in jail or they could do dumb shit 
and, be, and, and, and become a teenage pregnancy, you know, that's the age when you really have to be a father more than ever. So, and, and I'm saying this to say that, you know, as long as they keep the uh, house nigga well paid, like the Stephen A. Smiths and the Shannon Sharp, they have such a big platform, Ernest and Chris, they, they can sway the tide with their, you know, daily shows, you know, on the radio and on television. Like, who's going to listen to uh, us? Shannon, who's going to listen to Shannon us? Sharp actually, Shannon Sharp actually backed up Kwame Brown. He, he sided with Kwame Brown. Okay, good, good. He finally, yeah, good. He at least he did that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna totally get into this right now, but because I I got a different opinion than uh than Gene, but uh I I do understand the points you're making, Gene, when you say you know they use the platforms and we gotta be better at using our platforms. I also agree with Chris, and and even though uh. By by habit, sometimes I like to we like to infer that we don't have the ability to or we can't. You are correct in saying that we can. And, and there are there have been differences made just because of us pushing back and not going for certain things. We've changed the culture of, of a lot of major yes. corporations. We've changed the culture. Yes. and We got to keep doing that. We can't let up off the, the gas because. You know, especially in this time where everybody was hit by, you know, the nation was hit by COVID. A lot of these companies started to realize we need that 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 black money coming in. We can't afford to lose that money. So we got to be a little more conscious of what's going on. And we got to have our ear to what all of our cu customers want, not just some of them. We can't. And, and we, we have to stop that political so negative. Right, oh, we're true. too negative true. about ourselves. About like, ourselves, we can't. We can't be disciplined. We can't. Yes, we can. If we, if you keep saying that, then then we won't be. You know, we gotta we gotta speak things into existence. Well, I'm 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 definitely all for that. I was looking at, speak the, and do. at the chat. You gotta speak and do. Uh, and I saw something that I think is uh, something that is viable. Something that we should do if we can. I don't know what strings or levers we have to pull, but I think we should go back and look at cases where in, you know, during arrest, a black person or a person of color was killed and it was never prosecuted. Nothing, nothing came around with it. I think there should be a review of those cases. I think we need to look back. All right. At all those cases. No, they and, do. Uh, examine them now. That, that that would take a lot of money, but I'm sure that you know through this platform, we could probably get some lawyers, or, or we can approach some lawyers. Uh, there's a there's a, a legal. Uh, I think they work with people on death row, but maybe just maybe I'm throwing this out there, you guys, but that they can start looking at some of the old cases. You know, go back and look at these cases. And look at the evidence, and 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 just reopen them if necessary, because I think that we are only looking at you know just you know what's above the water, but what what's under there. There's got to be a lot more to this than uh, meets that and what we know. I think so, I think absolutely. that's a good point. Look at what happened, and you know, uh, Walter. You know, I've been talking about this for a few weeks. Is that case? You know, what was going on in Philadelphia with the DA Larry Krasner and the former DA. 
he got in four years ago based on the fact that he campaigned for the for the you know the mistrust of the police against the mistrust of the police department. He overturned. He saw all kind of improprieties, false evidence, framing people, sending people to jail for life for crimes they absolutely they already had the evidence that they didn't have anything to do with, but nobody wanted to overturn it. He got elected. He kicked half of those dirty cops, dirty DAs out of there. And uh, yep. last year, they decided they can't run against him, like the pro-police candidate. And he beat them the other day. Yeah, so that he just beat him lets down. you know that the people wanted that, weren't having that, that nonsense. And, and this yeah, is they're doing that work in Philly. That's right. That's right. And to me, that's the model. That's what we all should be striving for because he, he went in and dug up some old cases and saw that the evidence was, wasn't for the black man. And um, that's, that's also what the Innocence Project is doing. They're, they're getting you know, legal teams together, going over old cases, and if it's flimsy, they're turning it out. And, and we got to get behind efforts like that. They shouldn't be the only efforts, but we need to get behind efforts like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, and I know I said, no, I'm, I'm talking to the other panelists. Look where it's happening. It's happening in the Northeast Corridor. You're talking about New York City. Mm -hmm. You got, you know, DAs like Cy Vance and Darcel Clark in the Bronx and the uh, uh, Latino brother in Brooklyn. They, they overturn a lot of cases and they, they expunge a lot of stuff. Um, and Philadelphia, yeah, that, you know, is happening there too. But what about those 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 states where um, black people don't produce as much uh, uh, money as uh, Ernest or Greg was talking about? You know, our our gross na you know national product. You know, places like South Carolina, you know, uh, Mississippi, you know, Alabama. You know, those those states where black folks don't have as much say. You know, those those red states. You know, how do we get justice for people like that? Because we know that's what we why, can do in, in, in the Northeast. Yeah, we got to keep doing what we need to, now, though, we, to bring it to their yeah, attention. And people need to know that Boston has a black mayor. St. Louis just got a black mayor. Alabama got a black mayor. They're making strides in these places, and that's what's angering these people. They're watching people that don't look like them, that they don't like, now starting to take office, take positions, and that's the beginning. Those are the small steps that got to be taken, and we need to highlight that. We need to get that message out that there are people in Alabama that are out there fighting, that are in this struggle, and they're running for office, and they're starting to make some, you know, get some headway in these places. I happen to know, you know, again, firsthand, you know, uh, Greensboro, black police chief. Guilford County, where Greensboro is, is, is located, a black sheriff. Uh, same thing with Mecklenburg County, where Charlotte's located. Black police, black police chief, black sheriff. But not just black police chief and black sheriff. Black people that are fed up with, number one, the way cops are operating and the way they're being portrayed, and they they're verbally have committed to changing it. So they're open to ideas, open to suggestions. But as a, as a people, we have to suggest we have to uplift them at the ballot box. So we can't just say make the changes, make the changes, make the changes. And when it's time for, you know, the judicial branch to get in it, 
they can undermine all those changes. We got to put the pressure on them to, to let them be able to make the changes that we want them to make. And we do that at the ballot box. There you go. And we do it locally and statewide and nationally, right? Mm. And that's the, mind, that's the mindset that we got to have going forward. Okay? All right. So anyway, I, I do want to turn to... Um, where we where we are now and i don't i do want to touch base with gene to see how gene did i know he just spoke but gene how's it going out there our remote reporter underground reporter campaigning how's What's it going? Up? could you give us some insight and how's it going oh yeah we are uh, wrapped up before i jumped on and started talking uh you know about the uh topics I'm actually upstairs now because, you know, everybody's home from work by now, but it was looking good. It was good. It was looking good. You know, we're, you know, a lot of positive feedback, you know, and um, it's, it's looking really good. It's looking really good. Okay. All right. Good, 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 good. All right, guys. So anyway, we were pushing up against the clock a little bit. So I, I do want to tell those that have just joined or joining for the first time, you know, that we are a family. This is a platform that you know, guys can come on and, uh, and hear the truth. And not just hear the truth, but we, we're going to explain it to you. And then you can go out and do your own research. And you, just you just don't have to listen to us, but we want to shed light on it. We, we, want, we want to bring you to action, basically. Okay? So... With that said, I'm going to go back to the panel for some last thoughts that they may have. And I'm going to start with uh, Ernest. No, I mean, one, this was a, you know, a much needed topic, but I just hope that, you know, that people really kind of adhere to, you know, what, what everyone has said, you know, that there's, there's a lot that has to happen. So we have to be, learn how to walk and chew gum at the same time, so to speak. Um, but you know, when, like I said, when it does come down to, you know, come down to those who sit there and say that they don't want to vote or that their vote doesn't count. No, your vote absolutely counts. And every time that there's a death, you know, and every time that there's a cover up and every time that there's something that's happening that's adverse to the very communities that you live in, it's a result of us all not voting. Um, and for those who are too young to vote, encourage someone who was old enough to vote. And for everyone who is old enough to vote, uh, you know, it is, if you got a younger sister, brother, cousin, niece, nephew, uh, you know, and you want to do the very best for them and protect them, don't vote. Okay. All right. Truth. Hey, I just want to say back in. sometimes I, I could get a little excited when we're talking about have you know having these discussions on these topics i just want people to recognize when other people on are uncomfortable that means you're doing something you're moving the needle and we have to continue pushing moving the needle getting people out to vote getting people to understand what they're voting for and why they need to do certain things understand tax code understand finance Understand all of these things as a whole because you are making a difference when you get out there. You know, I keep going back to Georgia. 
Georgia is just a perfect example of people doing the work and getting results. Great. Um, yep, that was absolutely nice. Thank you, Chris. And Greg, any parting words? Yeah, I just think, you know, like like we were talking about, we just have to we have to stay intensify our effort. We have to be strategic. We have to to uh, to be very strategic about, you know, who we're going to back, how we're going to back them and the actions we're going to take. And I know myself, I got to stop, you know, dilly dallying. Yeah, you went out, Greg. All right, people in the audience, if we are doing this virtually, this is a virtual uh, show that we do. People are scattered all throughout the East Coast, up and down. So we're going to run into these problems. So excuse us for that. Okay. So anyway, before I turn it over to Michelle, uh, I am uh, doing a blog on the website, which is www.thewaltweekly.com. Uh, I want y'all guys to visit our website. Uh, it's coming along pretty good. And uh, just did an updated blog yesterday where we talk about some of the issues that we are talking about today. But for, it's an opinion piece, you know, so it's, you, know, you take what you want from it. I always call reading stuff like that, you know, sifting for gold, you know, throw out what you don't need and keep what you need. Okay. And with that said, uh, Michelle's oh, going to tell you about upcoming. Yeah. I don't get, I don't get parting shots. You definitely <laughs> get parting shots, my friend. Okay. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, I, I just want people to pay attention to what's going on in the news. Um, and I had a wise man say something to me recently. He said, don't just pay attention to the news, pay attention to the commercials. Because the commercials, you know, those are the people that sponsor these these news programs that come on, even the major networks, you know. Right. So you pretty much know where they're getting their money from. So we know where to boycott, you know. If, you know, we don't like what's being, like how our imagery is being presented, we know to boycott Ford. We know to boycott Coke or whatever. So pay attention to the commercials, not just the news, but pay attention to the commercials. Also... We spent a lot of time on the show talking about uh, police misconduct and prosecutorial misconduct, but we got to pay attention to our own conduct. Um, and what I'm saying is that uh, Nancy Pelosi this week uh, had a vote to form a special commission, you know, to investigate the uh, January 6th siege on Capitol Hill. And, you know, the uh, Senate is fighting it. Now, while that was going on and a lot of Democrats, you know, and others were getting, you know, excited about what took place in the House of Representatives, uh, the United States Attorney General Merrick Garland formed a special task force to go after scammers with those PPP loans. Now, I'm not saying that other ethnicities and nationalities aren't scammers, but we know a lot of black folks took advantage of those PPP loans. So on one hand, they're saying, hey, we're going to investigate, you know, the uh, police in Minnesota and, the, you know, the killing of Breonna Taylor and uh, Louisville. But at the same time, they have a special task force. We're going to lock your black asses off that, that exhibit <laughs> bad behavior. So at the same time, while we're checking other people, we got to check our own people. 
Don't be out here scamming and doing dumb shit and putting yourself in a position where you could end up jail and then try to, you know, use the narrative, white man got his foot on my neck. No, you stole that money. Mm. And that's it. That was great. Appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. All right, Michelle. And what the new what we got coming down the line? Oh, uh, you know, market calendars, everybody. We have coming up um for next month. I know I'm jumping ahead. Juneteenth celebration on June sixteenth. It will be on a Wednesday at six PM. We will be doing a live Zoom uh celebrating Juneteenth. And also on Friday Live, June eighteenth, that will be our one hundredth episode. All right. So, which right. is amazing. So we'll try to have some, you know, some amazing guests on there. We'll also have uh, Gene follow up for early June for the public figure that we spoke about earlier. So I'm um, looking forward to a great month of June. And to our audience, if you ever feel like there's a topic that you would like us to discuss, you can go to our website, www.thewaltweekly.com, and make suggestions. You know, we appreciate everybody that's on here that comes on here every Friday night. I know it's Friday, you know, everything's starting to open up. We appreciate everybody's loyalty every week. So if there's a topic that you'd like us to discuss, please, please let us know about it. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's, um, you know, that's it for our upcoming shows. We do have some shows coming in the works. We're just waiting on confirmation. So I'm looking forward to that. So thank you to our sponsors, Beauty Blends by uh, Ami, Soap and Love, Michelle Sweeney here. Our weekly panel members, Chris, Ernest, Greg, and Gene, thank you guys for uh, spending the evening with us, early evening part. Uh, you can follow us at thewaltweekly.com, IG and Facebook, The Walt Weekly, Twitter, Walt Weekly, Podbean, The Walt Weekly, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and other streaming platforms. You can find us, The Walt Weekly. We appreciate everyone. Thank you. Make sure you follow us. So you will get our updates every week when we uh, upload our new episodes every Sunday at 3 p.m. on all streaming platforms. Good night. Have a great one.